The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. and now my watch begins. Welcome to The Throne Room, the unofficial Game of Thrones internet radio show exclusively on poppychularadio.com. Poppychula Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Thursday, May 19th, 2016, and I am Priscilla of House Martell and commander of this particular Night's Watch. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the hit HBO series, Game of Thrones. Please welcome my co-hosts, Iron from Ice, it's Izzy of House Forrester. Hello, everybody. Valar Morgulis. It's Laura of the House of Black and White. Hello, everyone. Nice to see you. Well, nice to talk to you guys again. Fire and Blood. It's Evelyn of House Targaryen. Happy Wednesday, everyone. And Winter is Coming. It's Brittany of House Stark. Not today. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, guys. <laughs> Did I do that wrong? Ah, you always do shit wrong, Brittany. <laughs> Good throwback to episode one where we all stayed silent. <laughs> oh, and easy, easy. Miss last uh, last time we had a podcast when I was like, "Hello, not today." <laughs> That's what I always say now. Every time we say bye. Now that we've got an introduction settled, let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 4, titled Book of the Stranger, and aired May 15th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Sansa, Brienne, and Podrick arrive at the Castle Black as the former is reunited with Jon Snow. At Winterfell, Osha attempts to assassinate Ramsay, but is killed herself in the process. Ramsay sends a letter to Jon threatening to harm Rickon if Sansa is not returned. John and Sansa resolve to march to the south and take back Winterfell. In Marine, Tyrion mixed with the slave masters of Slaver's Bay to offer peace if they will end slavery within seven years, an action that angers Missandei and Grey Worm. Littlefinger returns to the Vale to mobilize their soldiers against Ramsay Bolton. In King's Landing, Marjorie is permitted to visit Loras while Cersei, Jaime, Kevin, and Lady Olena plan to stop the High Sparrow. Theon arrives at Pike and explains to Yara that he will support her claim at the King's Moot. 
Dario and Jora arrive at Vaistothrak with the former learning about the latter's grayscale. Daenerys meets with the Khals and sets the Temple of the Doshkalin on fire. When she emerges unhurt, the Dothraki bow to her. As for the ratings, TV by the Numbers gave the show 7.82 million viewers and 3.9 in the ratings. So it actually rose in comparison to last week. So this is a damn good episode. But I, I liked it, but I want to know what you guys thought, starting with Brittany. Oh, man. So far, I have to say it's probably the best episode um, of this season. Yeah, I'm saying it over the Jon Snow resurrection. This episode was fucking good. And I'll definitely tell you all why later. But that's all I'm giving you right now. Okay. Okay. Evelyn, what did you think? There was a lot of awesome things that happened in this episode. But, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic because, again, this is Game of Thrones, but it was a very, I don't know, it was, it was very uplifting. But I am just afraid to be happy because I know they're just going to tear everything away from us. <laughs> I don't know, are you happy? Like, like, when you say happy, are you talking about Ramsey Snow? I just associate you with Ramsey Snow. <laughs> oh so I'm like, God. are you happy about Ramsey? Or... Are- or are you gonna be sad about? Her? <laughs> he's not a bastard anymore. He's <laughs> he's Bolton, and he's Warden of the North. Nope. So so I mean, we'll talk about Ramsey later. But I was like, oh my god, he he can't. This is not gonna happen to him. He's better than this. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, Izzy, what did you think of this episode? I had like. You know, like, I have a huge problem with Daenerys because she's, like, so cocky and, like, she doesn't think things through and people are always doing things for her. Like, this is the first time, I think, or I feel that, like, Game of Thrones, like, put her in that situation and it made me feel like you guys finally course-corrected, like, this about her. But again, like Evelyn says, like, I don't want to get too happy that, you know, that that made me happy because you know how Game of Thrones is. (laughs) <laughs> they make you happy and then they give you a red wedding and you get sad. Oh. So lastly, Laura, what did you think? Oh my god, too many mixed feelings on this episode. All I can say was awesome. I agree with Brit. It it blew me away. It was better than the episode where Jon Snow resurrected and honestly too many things happening on the north. I got excited. Finally, Danaris saga got better it wasn't that boring because i started to get so annoyed by the when tyron was talking to the slavers that i was like oh my god it's gonna be another one of those episodes but then things started moving and i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god so it was a really good episode in my honest opinion it kept me up and awake the entire episode and i wasn't cussing that bad like the other episodes but i don't want to get too excited it's yeah, Game it's- of Thrones, you were cussing <laughs> at some point. It yeah, it's like watching a soccer game or watching a basketball game's playoff. You can never be sitting on your seat, relaxed, because something always happens. I know next episode or the following two episodes, they're going to do something. I agree with Easy, And they're going to make us cry or say, fuck you. So I don't even want to get that excited. I'll enjoy my excitement for this week. Till next Sunday. <laughs> Okay. Well, before we get into a thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. You can follow the station on regular social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Papichula Radio. 
Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? We'd like to hear from you. Email us at contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppychula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppychula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives and search for The Throne Room through iTunes and hit that subscribe button. Okay, so let's lump up all of what happens in the North. First, starting off with um, the intro with Jon Snow preparing to leave, but he's interrupted by the arrival of Brienne, Podrick, and Sansa, and we get this like really heartwarming moment where Jon and Sansa hug, and they reminisce about the past, and Sansa asks for forgiveness, and everything's lovey-dovey and cute and family, and then she asks for help taking Winterfell back from the Boltons. And we get some, like, drama here. More drama happens when Melisandre and Sir Davos are talking, and Melisandre reveals that she serves Jon Snow now, believing that he's the prince that was promised. And Davos asks about Shireen, and she doesn't give him a straight answer. And Brienne enters the conversation, and all three of them kind of have a mini standoff and reveal to each other, like, why I don't like you. It was just... And, like, all of this was great, and my, like, all those three characters together had a great, like, standoff. But my favorite part of that was, like, the first heart eyes of Tormund to Brienne. Like, he just sees her walking it, like, coming in with the horse, and he's like, I would like me some of that, please. Like, that that was, that was amazing. I, like, I could, I couldn't stop laughing. But, Brittany, what did you think? Oh my god, you start with me first, but I'm gonna start crying again. Oh my god. Um, I did I did say last episode that we were probably going to get a reunion, and usually my predictions are like, what, 70% right, 80% right? So, I knew we were getting it, but I didn't know how much it was gonna affect me, and I think what's awesome is that out of all the people we wanted to reunite, we didn't we didn't really want Jon Snow and Sansa. We never even saw them interact in the pilot, which you know is the only happy episode of the Starks. So to get them coming together in that beautiful hug and I love it because you see Sansa like she's like, "Oh my god, this is real." She's hugging it. It's, just, it's beautiful. Um oh god, I cry every time I see it. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um <laughs> it, it's amazing. And I love that they put these two characters together because they've both been through hell and back. Literally, Jon Snow has. You know, so, um, I mean, but also, I mean, you could argue that what Sansa's been through is really shitty, too. And um, when we see her in that scene reminiscing with Jon, you can just see how different she is, how much she's matured, how much she's grown. And I'm so proud of her journey. Like, she could have been one of those people that just, like, you know, was suicidal and didn't want to live anymore. And I, you saw a lot of, uh, uh, what was it? I'm sorry, Catelyn Stark in her this episode. You know, we're gonna take our home back. We're gonna do this, and wow, I'm so proud of her, and I'm so glad she's getting shit done. But it's because she's with the right people. I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy. I just, oh, I cry every time. Yeah, I loved when when John says, "Where will we?" Yes, go? I was like, "Do not separate." Don't do it. We know what happens, but I loved it. And I, I love how Sansa's like, you know, I was awful. I was awful to you. Please forgive me. And it was a little bit like cute and, you know, jokingly, but I'm pretty sure she meant it. 
Because if anything, when we get from um, Littlefinger, he's always comparing Sansa to her mother. And here we saw her becoming the best parts of, of Catelyn, in my opinion. No, well, so. he, when he does it, it's creepy. Like, when well, yeah. you see it, like, it's... Yeah, it's well, nice. he's like, you know, you look like her, whatever. It's like, yeah, we notice it because of the hair and how she's becoming a woman, a young lady. But here we saw the fierce parts of Catelyn, the parts that I didn't mind of Catelyn Stark. Because she made her own mistakes, but um, we saw here, you know, the, the just how it she channeled a little bit of Catelyn Stark in her. And I liked it. I, I really, really liked it. And Jon Snow, well, what can I say? He he's so fucking tired. He's tired, and right now he has he's lost a little bit of faith. So I want to know what Laura thinks because she loves Jon Snow. Like, what did you think about the Jon Snow and Sansa reunion? Oh well, when I saw it, I was like, finally, shit gonna get down in the north. But then when he said like. Oh no, I don't want to go to wars no more, I don't want to fight. And he starts giving all these excuses like how he killed Ollie, or how he did this and that. I was like, John, not now, don't be a fucking pussy. Really? No. Ah! I was screaming like, <laughs> no! But then when they sent the letter and I saw his face, I was like, finally, that's the Jon Snow I know. Get the stuff, get the stuff, do something about it, don't be a fucking pussy. Do something about it. And I was scared. He was going to be like, well, it's none of my business. Like, you're on your own, Sansa, or something. But then he started acting like like a man again. And I was like, yeah, boy, that's the Jon Snow I know. Atta boy. And like, <laughs> yeah. yes. They needed something to, to trigger him. And that was beautiful. Oh, got that letter from Ramsay. I'm pretty sure Evelyn has stuff to say about that one. Because holy okay. shit, that, that letter. Since that little sociopath has a style. You gotta admit it. He has a really good style. Since we're gonna talk about it, like I might as well just like rush past it. So like the reason the letter was done is because like we see Osha and like meeting Ramsey Bolton for the first time. And this is terrible because I was eating a green apple at the time, and then <laughs> I saw him peeling it. I'm just kind of like, fuck no, no, I'm I'm stopping eating this apple because I feel weird. So um, Osha tries to lie to him and seduce him and like tries to reach for the dagger but fails because Ramsay remembers that Theon Greyjoy told her told him who helped the Stark boys escape so he kills her and um, later like that we get the letter delivered to the Lord Commander from the Boltons and there it's it says uh, give give back um, Winterfell is his Rickon is in his dungeon and give Sansa back or he'll slaughter the wildlings, skin them alive, kill his brother, and rape his sister. And at that point, Sansa's like, well, he has 5,000 men. How many do, you, do we have? And Tormund says, they only have 2,000 wildlings. But Sansa like remi reminds him that like the northern people are loyal and they can fight for Winterfell. That letter come and see like every time he says that i'm just like oh my god you're you're a psycho you forgot <laughs> one part where he said he was gonna make all his soldiers take turns with samsa raping her That's that even was worse. hardcore like I, I don't know like this show is really like detailed when it refers to like it's raping and it's like torture like i don't god damn like, come on, what they say to the Nadis made me laugh. 
I was eating popcorn and I almost choked when he's like, yeah, we will gangbang you between all of us. Then the other guys. <laughs> then if there's something left, there will be the horses. And I was just expecting the guy to tell her. And if there's anything left, then our wives will rape you. That it's was the last thing. And the cactus there? in the desert. I saw the horse thing coming. I was like, he's gonna he's gonna mention those stupid horses raping her. I'm like, I bet I bet you that's what we're gonna hear. And sure enough, it that was the last thing he said. And I was like, yep, these people and their horses. I don't know, but every time he was this, like in the letter, when he's just kind of like, come and see, come and see. It was see. beautiful. Like, it was a taunt. It was oh, I love it. You oh god, that I don't know. Oh come on, that that oh, letter that. didn't hype you up, like come no and see, bastard, come and see, like oh, like you motherfucker, like as if they didn't. I mean, we already hate him, and I feel like he hasn't even hit the peak of what he's gonna do to trigger us. But that letter, he's just he knows what he's doing. He's he a Joker knows, game yeah, of exactly. And, and John Snow is Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally just happening. Sansa is Robin. And, and Sansa, too, handled it very well. She, you know, uh, John's like, I don't want to read the rest. And she's like, give me that fucking thing. I'm going to fucking read it. And she's like, I, like, I've already been through shit. Like, what it says here doesn't scare me. And I, I just, Sansa, fucking amazing. But do that letter. Oh, it's Ramsey beautiful. Ramsey did a bad thing doing that letter, though, because you saw Jon Snow was just kind of like, the, this isn't the Wildlings battle. I don't want to do this anymore. We should go. But him saying that, like, they have Rickon and saying that, like, they're going to kill all the wildlings, like, that just brings everyone together. Like, that it serves a purpose. Like, as scary as he is, like, it, it makes people want to stand up against him. But I love that uh, Sansa says, like, the people in the north are, are, are loyal to one another. And we just saw the Umbers, like, not want to kneel but like give like their armies to ramsey like the last episode so uh, and then I we were talking I, about I think, oh sorry no go ahead Evelyn. okay that we were talking i think it was last episode about we were trying to figure out was it the car starks or was it the umbers that osha and rickon had gone to and like i said my sister's been watching it lately like she started watching game of thrones and we passed by that episode and it was the umbers and this is these are the people that surrendered Osha and Rickon to Ramsey. So they really weren't loyal. It was just the dad and the son really didn't give a shit. Yeah, I remember the dad was um pledged to to Robert to not to Robert. To the older brother to yeah, to Rob Stark. And yeah, that we saw how well that went. And I'm so pissed that Osha died. Like the whole time, I was just kind of like, get the dagger, get the dagger, stab him with it. And I was like, "He Ramsey is too good of a villain, though. He's not going to be taken out by Osha, meaning that she's going to die. Like, I just I just need to accept it. She's going to die. Yeah, and they gave you a little bit of hope in their scene because um, they talk about how he flays men. And she's like, do you eat them after? And he's like, no. You know, like, just no. And she's like, well, I've seen worse. Like, it's true. Like, the awesome. wildling uh, yeah. troops, like, they eat the... She's talking about them, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, the fens, I guess you want to... Uh, those type of people that we were like, ew, you ugly. But yeah, the fens, <laughs> I think. And probably more. There's there's a, diff a lot of tribes, but yeah. And I love how Ramsey's like, oh, this bitch. Like, I'm a little turned on when she said that, but yeah. I like it. 
What I, think I, I, gonna, I enjoyed Ramsey Snow this episode. What, what I think is gonna happen is the one who's gonna end up supporting the troops of Jon Snow, sadly, is gonna be Littlefinger. And the oh, people sh- he's moving. If you think about it, a lot of people on the north gonna be on a, you could say, civil war, because a lot of them gonna go with the bond with uh, Ramsey because they don't like the wildlings. But then again, Littlefinger doesn't give a fuck. He will do whatever he has to do to get power. And if he has to use Jon Snow and the wildlings, he will. That's what I was gonna say before I interrupted Evelyn and I was like, no, go ahead. I just, uh, like, I agree with you to a certain point, but I was just, I'm just kind of thinking that Pete, what, how does it benefit Baelish if they help Sansa? If they do and Sansa, like, regains Winterfell, all she has to do is say that, like, she was, she was given to the Boltons by Peter and he's, he's in, he's up shit creek without a paddle, like, so I'm not, I'm not so certain that, um, that it, everything's gonna go right with the veil. Like I don't think they're gonna support them. I, I think uh, they will. But how would how would how would Littlefinger know that Ramsay Bolton was a bad person? He could always play it off as like, "Well, I didn't know." You know, we're, I'm sorry. You know, pretty I, much. But yeah, that I don't was, think he did. I don't think he that did. That was either. the point of the of, of the taunt the, that that he did later after giving Robin the the Gear Falcon. He's just kind of like, "Hey." I didn't give up Sansa, but I know the only people who knew about Sansa going were me and you. So, like, so I think it's your fault. Like, there's a reason he said he he said stuff like that. Like, he's he's covering for his ass. Exactly. I I I think uh, this is like the one time we see Littlefinger actually not calculate something, which is very, I guess you could say, out of character. But it's actually pretty interesting to see because. I know we're wondering why would you help Sansa? Why would you help the Stark take back the North? Like, what is in it for you? Because that's who Peter Baelish is. It's me first, and then maybe someone else later. But we have seen is that he cares for Sansa in a really weird way, but he cares. So I think he's gonna definitely support them in the war, and he's gonna try and gain back some trust from Sansa. And I'm hoping Sansa gives him a little bit of hell. But in this instance, we need the numbers. The Veil's the only one out of the war. Bring them in here. We need the help. And I don't care. Littlefinger's a little shit, but we need you. And I'll take him. What makes me question him, though, is the fact that every time he incites chaos, like with the Purple Wedding, like he takes advantage of it and like gets ahead. So I'm thinking he's starting this war. He's starting this war in the north to break people up to we like to to make the armies smaller and then somehow rule it himself. Yeah, that maybe he wants to be warden of the north. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if uh if that's what he wanted. But I mean that's like the least I'd rather have Littlefinger than Ramsay Bolton. Like, I mean no. Do you really? Like I would I'd rather have Ramsay Bolton. Well, Ramsey's Ramsey's filleting and killing everybody. At least Littlefinger will do it in secret and but of people know. we don't care about. But you know what you're getting with Ramsey Bolton. You don't know what Littlefinger's like planning or coming up with or what he wants. Like it feels like. Would you rather have like the unknown variable or like contain something that's crazy and you know what you're gonna get? Well, that's assuming that Littlefinger even is gonna get anything. I mean. 
if if they end up saving Rickon and stuff, then he's legitimate like to to rule the the warden. And if there's or the warden, I'm sorry, the North. And if if I remember correctly, Sansa does ask Littlefinger what he wants, and he's really vague, but he says everything. So maybe he wants like the Iron Throne, but he needs to start somewhere small. So he's just going over here. I'm so not really worried the about the north, it. the smallest part. I mean, you know, if you're fighting with the Starks, I consider you someone that we need and I'm okay with you. Like, I don't give a fuck. Ramsey's already killing too many people and he's a little asshole. He's like, come and see. Like, I'm ready for this for this guy to go down. But in an epic way. I don't like Robin Aaron, though. Like, I think he's gonna die. Cause I really? hope he does. I hope he falls through a stupid moon door. <laughs> yeah, like... He looks like all weak, like he looks all weak and lame and just wan. But he's got that kind of craziness that Joffrey has, where he's just kind of like, "Can we kill him now, please?" God damn it! I guess like, and he's letting. It's like a Joffrey that's that that's allowing himself to be advised by Cersei. That didn't happen, but we're seeing it now with like the Lord of the Vale and Peter Baelish. So I, I will say that I think uh, Baelish knows how to contain Robin a little bit. I mean, we saw as soon as he gets back to the Vale, he's all over him. Like Peter knows how to how to chill with this kid, and yeah, this kid's a little weird. I think he's just a sickly boy, as they as they called him in earlier episodes. He's just a little. He's not all there, but I don't think he's at like as bad as joffrey joffrey was evil to his core he was a sadist like he he liked that stuff and and john aaron's just a a boy that hasn't had someone there to to counsel him i don't think he's evil at all i think it's just his mom yeah crazy mom that rubbed up on him and he was really sheltered as well like he was just kept in home he He doesn't know much but how old is he how old is he and he was like sucking on his mom's tit though super gross yeah Yeah. that was she looked like he was 12 like and now like he kind of looks like a preteen so he looks i like, mean 14 16 maybe like i don't know if it's the actor or something but like he hit puberty hard the, the guys like, do that brand too we hadn't seen him for a scene we're like god damn brand but i mean you got to give aaron some credit i mean he's like he's like yeah let's go help my cousin like let's go he's like oh, fine she's my cousin i have to help her like yeah well so he's also promised to her that's he's true but pets. Yeah, like, well, he's after all we've seen, he's like nothing to me. He's just at least he said, "Yeah, let's go help her." I mean, he could have been—he could have been a dick. He has a—he he seems like really like you know, flip a coin type of guy. Like he could have. Yeah. No. I also noticed that like Littlefinger gives him like a lot of gratification. Like he came, he stepped out of the of the caravan. The first thing he did, he's gave he gave him a gift, mm-hmm. and then like he made like he made his moves like very like intellectually and how he was gonna like manipulate him mm-hmm. and then like he mentioned what was happening with the north he mentioned the whole like so, like only you knew only me and you knew about sansa he he's he like then you know like mentioned it to robin and robin's like yeah we should help her out and then instantly he's like that was my first instinct too like you know like i thought the same thing so it makes that kid think like oh man you know i'm making all these important decisions yeah and- and he just falls more into like Littlefinger's hand. He's just there, you know, Which caressing, cuddling, yeah. <laughs> petting the kitty, the evil kitty. Just kind of like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. But I don't think he's a bad dude. I don't think he's a Same. bad. Kid. Uh, he's just a sheltered kid who like 
didn't really have anybody else other than his mom, and his mom was crazy, but <laughs> he's not crazy that way. I think because Littlefinger has been there forever, that that he has this like relationship with him where like he just trusts him implicitly. You know what I mean? Like he just he just trusts Littlefinger. Yeah. Which is I to us as a viewer is like fucking weird. Why are you fucking trusting this guy? But like, you know, to him it's just like, oh, it's you know, he's my dude. You know, he's my he's my uncle, dude. You know what I mean? It's like he's not he's not your uncle. He's your stepfather. Yeah. If this guy is if if this kid is raised by good people or surrounded by good people, he can be a good person. And I think uh, Littlefinger said that last season that with the right training, with the right people, he should he would be okay. Though Littlefinger is questionable, but I mean. Better than him not having anyone and still being crazy and throwing he people had, on the moon door. He had Lord Jan Royce on his side though, and like That's true. he's like fucking throw him through through the moon door. I don't <laughs> care. Like, yeah. But I totally agreed with like uh, Lord Royce when like he's shooting the arrows and he fails, and Lord Royce just kind of like rolls his eyes like this little shit, useless. I was like, I feel the same way. I I just feel like he doesn't really care about that kind of stuff. Like he's like, you know, more interested in other things. It's like with a kid with a- that has HD, you know, like ADD. He doesn't really like yeah. pay attention to like what's like important to us. You know, he has his own like, oh, this is what's important to me. This is what I like. This is what I want to do. You know, and he's like he he's the I guess the correct word is that he's very like very aloof. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's what's wrong with Robin himself. Like he's just like, like like Brittany said, he's not really all there. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's fucking a little bad shit. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a good kid, man. I like that guy. <laughs> he's a good kid. Uh, hey, at uh, least he's not crazy like Jeffrey. You can give him that much, or like Ramsey. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I I didn't I didn't get to chime in on the whole like Sansa. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sorry like what, what sorry go go ahead I, I, uh, uh, you know like i i was watching the show and he was like packing up his stuff and he's like you know he's like leaving he's talking to the other dude that's there and like i as he's packing up and i'm like this is taking too long sansa's gonna get here as soon as he opens that door and then it's like beat for beat like i hate i like i hate that i hate that like like it's like a beat for beat thing and then i was <laughs> I was sitting here and it's I was like don't don't fucking do the slow motion like we're gonna like take all this time to like do a hug so for me all that like sentimental stuff was lost because I was already like so aggravated by like the hearted you're like whatever uh, cutscene let's just 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 yeah but then when they got to the point where like you know they're talking and like Brittany said, they're being cutesy, you know, and they're like, you know, Sansa like sincerely apologizes. I was like, okay, Sansa, you're you you've like I hated you, basically all show. You're decent to me now. Like I, I, I feel for you now. Like I understand that you're humbled by like the troubles that happened to you, and like you've been humbled by all. Like you're looking back. Like, her character development is really good now because she's, like, looking back and being like, fuck, I was a, I was a fucking little shit, you know? And she apologizes to John, which I think is, you know, really, really good. Um, But what ruins it is, again, like, oh, we have, like, we need our home back. We have to fight. Like, you, like she's trying to, like, rally, like, Jon Snow when she has, like, no plan whatsoever. 
She has nothing. She, she's just like you're she's asking. Kind of, a, you're, you're asking a lady like who's who was like taught like needlepoint and stuff to have like fine battle tactics. Like no, I'm not asking her? that. What I'm saying is like what I'm saying is like she's coming here. And like we like, I guess we still see that naive side of Sansa. I was like, we're gonna fight. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she came here. It like to me, it just she comes here without a plan. I understand that like she wasn't, you know, brought up to to do all this fighting and stuff, and like have a mind for fighting. But neither did Greyjoy, and neither did Jon Snow. You know, they learned it as they go. But it just seems to me like a little naive of her. Like, oh, we're just going to take our home back. You, you know, know naivety runs within the Starks, though, because that's why does. Ned died. That's why Rob died. And that's what and and that's, happened with John. Yes, and that happens. And that's why it bothers me, because, like, I, I would figure that by now, by all the things that she's gone through, the same with John, they would have more of a, a, of, a of, of a thought, more of an idea or of a plan. Maybe... Maybe I'm just talking, like, looking too ahead, but, like, that's just what I feel in that moment. You know, like, you've been through so much, Sansa, and, like, you're just, like, kind of just, you know, like, not having a real concrete thing of what you're going to do. And it doesn't happen until later on in the episode where it's, like, we you get the letter, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and and really then, the only reason they have a plan is because the Wildlings are mentioned and Tormund is right there. So he's, like, well... I ain't having this shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just feel like... I, I I guess what I want from the show is for them to have, like... To, to, to be more clear on how they are going to go about, like, doing things. And I guess we're going to see that as it comes. But, you know, at, at face value, it just seemed like... Here go the Starks being naive again. I want to see them try and like contact the ho- the other houses of the north, like the Karsarks, yeah. Yeah, and they have the phrase, the... like all of the ones that are like betraying them, and see like what the fuck's gonna happen there, like if they're gonna believe them or not. There's also other houses that aren't like th- that are mentioned in the books that aren't really mentioned in the show. There's like um, um, there's Glenmores, there's White Hills, and there's um, all these people like are all Northerners, but we really only focus on like. The ones that are like directly in contact with like you know um um in the well, show you know the thing is the show mentions them and they are like brought up like within season two like when robert's trying to like ga- gain the, the the troops together but you only hear like their last name yeah like, once yeah and that's it like and, and people it. forget yeah but I, I hope that they bring those names back like i hope they they they're like you know Sansa brought up how like you know they're still allies within the north that they could call upon and I hope that they're like they actually bring these obscure houses back into like um back into into the scene because I really want I really want them to like I want them to succeed like I seem like you know I'm a Debbie Downer with for them but I actually want them to succeed I love Jon Snow I think he's like the one of the greatest characters he's gone through so much crap and like I want him to succeed. I want. I. I now want Sansa to succeed. I was at a point where I was like, Sansa can just be deleted, and I'm fine with Game of Thrones. You know, like. But now I'm like, okay, Sansa, you have me in your corner. Now, now do something. Now impress me. You know, I guess in a sense. And um, isn't that weird that we have that type of relationship with the show where we're like, you know, we're so involved with it that we like put ourselves in it and like 
we're so immersed into that world that you're like, okay, do something. You know what, what I mean? What like, I do at this yeah, like, like you like, all are stupid. Yeah, like it affects you in real life. Yeah, it's weird, but I mean, that's what Game of Thrones is when you get really balls deep into it, I guess. I love that you're saying like, I want to hear the names again, but I've talked to other people that are like super into Game of Thrones and they're like, I can't remember the names. There's so many like people, there's so many like things that like it's hard to keep up. Like. I had someone who was calling Tyrion Tyrone for the longest amount of time because he didn't fucking remember his name properly. I'm, like That's what I'm going to call him from now on. Tyrone. <laughs> Tyrone <God>. Lannister. <laughs> Tyrone Lannister. Oh, man. That's good. That's good, some good shit right there. But, yeah, it's, Game of Thrones is about to get a little bit more complicated. I hope I, so. I don't mind it, but shit, like, so many bannermen are going to come for the North for that. Like, there's going to be a war. Uh, yeah, and was, I'm all for it. There were bannermen for um, Rob's war, well, the War of Five Kings. So they they mentioned a ton of houses then, but that's really, they just mentioned them. I don't think that they're going to really delve into and, you know, really focus on any other, any other house other than the ones that are already prominent in the story. I, I also like uh, I was also like I forgot to mention this but like you know how like the wildlings obviously came you know south of the wall this is like a great moment and the fact that Theon Greyjoy is back you know at you know his his place this is a great moment in the story for like with Starks having like amnesty with a bunch of people like let's say let's say like they bring they obviously going to bring the wildlings in this is a great moment for John and Sansa to be like, okay, well, you guys are south of the wall. You guys helped us in the war. You guys can settle in the north with us. And then let, let's say they become, you know, like, it's not going to happen, but I hope it would. Where, like, um, you know, because of Greyjoy and, you know, his family, you know, his dad is finally dead. So I guess, like, some of that grudge is, like, kind of gone. You know what I mean? Like, with, with the Starks. Yeah, and that, that can be though. another alliance there. Like, hey, you guys help us, and we help you guys out. Like, we know that his sister really wants from away from the Isle, from the Iron Islands. Like, you know, she wants, she wants out, because she wants to like be able to hold like footing on land. That's already mentioned. You know, Do you, like, no, I completely disagree there. Like, his, her father was the one, the the one that was just kind of like, we need to keep like attacking these things we need to have like the land back and she's like fuck the land we've lost people like oh yeah yeah you're right i'm sorry i'm sorry that yeah you're correct i i got it all wrong but like again but what i'm trying to say is you know um i feel like that's a really good opportunity for them to have an alliance to to make men's in in a way you know and i could see i could if that that were to happen i could see like all of that coming you know a full circle like all this war and bloodshed and like old like wounds you know um uh you know heal and you know yeah. and people have yeah like people have like a certain of uh, an alliance there I, that's what i hope i mean we don't i hope that's like with theon like theon being part of the starks like it was the reason for like the revolt and for like a whole bunch of bad shit to happen so if he went and like brought peace like to the Starks and his sister like I don't know it would somehow like make all the suffering that he had slightly worth it for, for him to have learned his lesson like yeah 
god like him going up to his sister and being like sorry and like they broke me into a thousand pieces like that part like my heart was breaking for him like but you can tell like it's not reek anymore it's theon like he's he's come to his own and he's become a better person because of it because he doesn't he's not a little shit and is like i want to rule the iron islands he's like no i want to support you i think and, you're the better yeah, like leader and he he like admitted his mistakes you know that's the second episode where he's like admitting his mistakes you know like and i'm just like there's just a lot of redemption for some of these characters you know like you know with sansa with Greyjoy, like there's just so much there so much good feels there you know and i just hope <laughs> i hope that it stays that way but god damn it <laughs> you're like this is too much good feels like you just yeah. said that and i was just kind of like well yeah you fucked it up izzy like bad shit is gonna happen from these episodes on and i'm gonna blame you for it <laughs> yeah it's totally my fault because i'm a writer on game of thrones <laughs> but, but you can count on it they're gonna fucking screw us over the next following episodes and you guys will see next week when we get together that way it's gonna be really bad though I don't know why I have an idea that uh, somebody gonna die again, but somebody important or they gonna screw with our heads, but something gonna happen. Sir Davos is gonna die, just you wait. No, I'm making the prediction that Rickon is gonna die. Okay. That they're gonna kill him and that that's gonna be like the like the the end of the war, that like it doesn't really matter that they won, they still that they'll still lose Rickon. This is that's... why we have this podcast, it's not to talk about the episodes, it's like a, a... It's here. We come here in the circle to talk about our feelings and how Game of Thrones fucks us over. And we're trying to recover <laughs> this is, from this it. Is, this, yeah, this is even, it's group therapy. It's not like, even this a. This the throne room. This is the therapy room. Like, therapy room. <laughs> yeah, oh come, we come here. We come here to heal. That's what we come here to heal. <laughs> Get ready for the next episode so, to heal some more after that every Wednesday. Aww. I okay. yeah. I I think. I think I agree with that. I I think Rickon will die. Same. Yeah. I, but I, 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 it's I, too good if he stays alive. In my I opinion. Hope, yeah. I hope it's like the thing where like um, they you know like Ramsey Bolton you know gets beaten. He's gonna like you know uh he the Winterfell is gonna be taken and like he's in the Great Hall and Rickon is just up on like the the X that he does for the flayed man. Because that's his banner, you know, the flayed band. That's and, that's exactly what I, how I think it's gonna go down. Like and Rickon is just and Rickon is just there flayed. That's what I want to happen. I I feel so sad though because I feel like we they they Rickon is, at this point is just a plot device. Out of all all the Star kids had something to do and then Rickon's just there. That's the only thing I feel like we're getting robbed of. Uh, yeah, in, in <laughs> well, that's why because he's a kid, but now he's like what a teen you could say maybe or a tween. Like, I don't know. It would have been really God, I cool. Hate that word. Yeah, I know it's weird. I don't like it either. That's why I was like tween. But yeah, so I don't know. But if that happens, well, we're all we're all, uh, um, I guess, assuming it's going to. So I agree better, with you guys. I think it will. Better yet, I, what if, what if Recon's the one to kill Ramsey somehow? No, yes. I don't think he but would. Not gonna eat him. Eat him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That. Okay, I'm sorry. Fl flay him and then eat him. Yeah. Dude, Razzy deserves an epic death, man. He's been a really, really great uh, villain. Like I, I love, like I love to hate him. Joffrey, I just hated. 
Like, I didn't love him. I just fucking hated him. And he was gone. I was cheering. Ramsey, I love to hate him. The only thing I hope for Ramsey is that, like, he dies, like, like, again. Let me just make this thing over, let's say the same thing over again. Like, I hope he dies like the Joker. Like, the he Joker dies. dies laughing, like, with dies the last laugh? Laughing. Yes, he dies laughing, and he doesn't die like Joffrey, where he's like, oh, mom, you know? Like, I hate, <laughs> I, like, I, hate I, I hate it in anime, and I hate it in any story, where, like, the one evil villain who's, like, super badass, then starts, like, pleading for his life. I'm like, dude. No. You just ruined it for me. I don't want that. I want that. I want to lie laughing. Evelyn's like, no, that is not how Ramsey is gonna yeah. die. I want to die like Viserys, something like that. That was that had to be one of the most epic deaths I think on the show with the crown of gold. Oh, like, like it has to be something on that level because everyone hated Viserys. I hated Viserys. He was just a total douche to his sister. Like he was just. Well, he was like a child almost. A true he, Targaryen. He was just throwing fits everywhere, basically. The dragon. <laughs> yeah, Ra- Ramsey deserves. I'm Ram- the dragon. Ramsey deserves an epic death for an epic villain. I mean, he's good. Yeah, Joffrey may have killed Ned, but Ramsey, like, I want to see that epic battle. Nobody's been able to match him in skill. That's why he sent that letter. People would probably say, man, Ramsey, you're stupid. Why are you sending a taunt, a taunting letter? It's like, because nobody has challenged him. This but, is the guy that got up in the middle of the night with a shirt off and was killing people. Like, <laughs> you know, he's a badass, a badass villain. And Jon Snow's going to be the one, I think, to take Brittany, him down. What do you mean by skill? Like, so I don't, I don't. I don't really think we've seen him like fight. Fight? That's why they've been, they've been kind of he's building that up. He's an archer. Yeah, yeah no, um, we saw him fight, like, when he was pretending to, like, help Theon, like, at the very beginning. Remember? Yeah, and that, he, oh, probably, yeah. Downplayed, he probably downplayed it, too, as well. To, we haven't seen him fight, fight, because he hasn't had a chance to. Yeah, everything with, he's done has been, like, very, or, like, cunning yeah. and calculated. Or, or they brush over it, like, we saw him at the end of Stannis' battle killing guys that were already dead or already on the floor, so... I want to see this, and I'm pretty sure he's a great swordsman. Otherwise, then then Ramsey's just what? He's just an insane person? No, I'm pretty sure he's skilled, and that yeah. makes him even scarier. And I'm ready. My body is ready. They're calling I mean, it. They're calling it bastard bull, or uh, like on the internet, I and I want to see it. I mean, so, I, don't, I, don't really, I don't really think he stands mm-hmm. a chance to Jon Snow. I mean, come on. I do. I do. He's, he's killed white like nobody's business. Well, yeah, but that's because he has a special sword. I mean, like, well, that's mm-hmm. why. Like, Ramsey doesn't know this, but in terms of like human against human, like this is gonna be like the epic battle because no one else, who else can beat Jon Snow too? Like nobody. So I think this is what they're building up to, and why we haven't seen Ramsey really fight anyone. You know who can beat Jon Snow? Three men and a boy. That's who can beat Jon Snow. Oh, that's, that's not cool, man. That's not Feels cool. bad. It's man. sad, but it's true, man. It's yeah, sad. Three men, Three men and, and a boy. boy. That looks like two girls in a one cup. And a wooden puppet that says traitor. Hey, that's not fair. They they killed an arna uh arn uh, unarmed man, so like that doesn't even so just put a sword in Ramsey, put a sword in John, and let's see let's see what this is about. I mean Wait. we gotta assume this guy knows what he's doing, especially since he's like, you know, let's go kill Stannis and Bruce Bolton's like, why? Why are you being... Don't do that. That's stupid. He's like, no. Just send me and 20 good men. 
This guy's got to know what's, what he's doing. That's what, what, you, what you just said now, though, is what Ned said, like, at the very beginning. He's just like, just give me a sword and, like, but that's assuming there's honorable combat. Ramsey's yeah. the exact opposite of that. Yeah, You're he not give a fuck. This, like, like yeah. we're never going to get, like, a sword standoff between, like, the Winterfells and the Boltons because the Boltons are smarter than that. The Winterfells totally would be down for that shit, but the Boltons are like, mm -mm, like, if we can kill you, like, by stabbing you in the back, we will. So I'm. What if like this is this is the way that 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 Jon Snow truly dies though, like he like has this honorable fight with like Ramsay and Ramsay's like cowering on the floor like I surrender or whatever, and then Jon Snow like you know gives him mercy because of all the shit that he's gone through, and then Ramsay just kills him. No that'd way. Be, that'd be so yeah, I no, could see that. No way. If so if he kills good. if he kills all if he killed Ollie. I'm pretty sure he's gonna kill Ramsay for the things he did to Sansa and taking over Winterfell. No way he's gonna give Ramsay mercy. I hope Sansa slits his throat. Honestly, like Me I too. hope that like I hope Sansa's the one that kills him, not not John. Like yeah. that would be. That oh, would you, know, you, you know, guys, what would be funny? That John is on the floor and Ramsay's about to stab his neck, and then Sansa comes from behind and actually slits his throat up. That would be fucking hilarious. It's to me, it would be funny. The sad thing is, like, we're thinking about this, and in any other book, that would happen because good guys win and bad guys lose in every other book, but not in Game of Thrones things. Like, they that's fuck why, with us. That's why I always entertain the idea of, like, like I always play, like, um, um, I always play uh, a devil's advocate with Game of Thrones because, like, what you're saying, Priscilla, like, it's always, like, it always gives you that what the fuck moment. Like, I didn't see this coming. Like, why did this happen? You know? Because you're so used to that arc of like, I'm a good guy. I'm going to stop the bad guys. And that's what we felt with Ned Stark in the beginning of Game of Thrones. Like, Ned Stark is going to beat everybody and everything's going to be okay. And then he got he got crucified. Like, you know, it's so... That's why I think I love this show so much. Because it, it makes me... Let's be fantasized like an evil person. <laughs> That's awful. It's so great, though. <laughs> okay, so we've talked a ton about the North, so, like, I'm gonna just, like, quick, like, skip on ahead to the capital, where we finally see Marjorie again, and she has kind of an interesting talk with the High Sparrow, where he's talking about stop, lo stopping, like, looking at finery and, like, being more humble. But Marjorie like knows exactly what he's referring to and like quotes the seven-pointed star to him. Like she she cuts through the bullshit. She knows what he's talking about. And they let her meet her brother Loras, and she tells him like stay strong that they're the, the reason I'm here is because they want me to break you, but we can't let that happen. But Loras says that he just wants it to stop. And at the Red Keep, Pycelle's trying to advise Tommen, but he gets interrupted by Sedsi who later tells the high ca the the council that Tommen's been speaking to the High Sparrow and the plan is to make Marjorie do the Walk of Atonement. So Kevin Lannister and Olena Tyrell agree to work with her and bring the Tyrell armies against the Faith Milton to get Marjorie back and Lancel Lannister. And I was like, who the hell is Lancel Lannister? I don't remember this guy. What? Until like... I went back and I was like, he's from season one. Like, he's the guy that was sleeping with Cersei and killed, like, Baratheon for her. 
I'm glad that like they brought up Lancel Lannister, but like I, I don't feel they're gonna bring back the guy. I think he drunk the Kool Aid already. I think like he's gonna be one of the first Faith Milton th- that like dies. Drank the Kool Aid. <laughs> well, he's he's fucking crazy. Like there's there's like crazy eyes that people give, and he's he's got it. Like he's I don't know. He's he's part of the cult. That's High Sparrow is so good at like. I he's like so good at playing the game and now that we have like a little bit more backstory on him we know why you know like he's just I don't know I feel like we still don't have any like we have what he says but Marjorie kind of like figures his shit out and she's like this you're you're quoting script you're you're quoting the scripture of like yeah this like this this isn't your story like you're just you're making it up so I don't think he's I don't but think that, that's his real story. But that's what I mean. Like, I we, I feel like we have more backstory to him now, like, because of him doing that. In the sense that, like, we know that he's, like, cunning and conniving and he knows what he's doing and that he's up to something. That what he has, like, the whole, like, faith thing is, I feel like that's just a charade, you know? Like, that's just him, like, hey, I'm, like, yeah, it's all about God and stuff. But I feel like he wants, like, he's getting more out of it. Than just like being this nice old dude who believes in like the seven gods or whatever, you know what I mean? I feel that yeah. what what he said gives us insight into who he is as a person, as a character in the show. That he, I I feel like he's he's he uh, he has more like uh, of like he more of an understanding of how to play the game than some of the characters that are on there like he came from like nothing nothing and he Dude. got like all the pieces together like he knows how to play the game you're exactly. right like the it, only person i can see that that's done similar things are varus and littlefinger he's like one of those characters that like he he doesn't get it by being part of a family or by having armies he does it by being smart mm-hmm. and that's scary I hate his scenes, like, not because, like, they're boring, but because, like, I hear it and I'm like, oh my god, this is so much, like, bullshit, you're, what you're spouting is bullshit, like, you're just, no, like, you're, you're there, and he's there to hurt the Lannisters, and even still, like, I'm like, you're worse, though, I don't wanna, I don't wanna see you. Yep. I, I should be rejoicing in this, but I'm not. It's because it's hurting people that we care about, like, Cersei's out of the dungeon, but we still got Loras and Marjorie in there. Like, Marjorie's like the least person. Well, not the least, but one of the people that doesn't really belong in there. I mean, she's in there because she lied for her brother and she loves him. And that's why that, that chat he had with Marjorie about how if you go back, you know, what are you going to go back to? Finery and all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't think that's... I mean, yes, Marjorie likes it, but it's it's her family. You know, it's who she is. She's a nice person, like... Before she was queen, she was going to the streets and, you know, helping the poor and the, the orphanage and, all. you know, she's good. So him talking to her like that, I was like, shut your ass is she, up. Is she, though? Yeah, I, I do. She... I think Marjorie is good. She's she's as good as, like, I don't know, anyone else. Like, like the way she used to treat Sansa, too. Like, man, I rooted for Sansa to, like, marry Loras, even though he, he, he all gay, but, like. It was just, I love Marjorie. Marjorie's one of my favorites. I think she is, at her core, a really good person. Like, look at it this way. Cersei tried to have Marjorie, like, 
killed or put in the dungeon, and all Marjorie wanted to do was just send her away. Marjorie but, isn't an evil person, but she will play the game. If yeah. she does the Walk of Atonement, will people actually like shame her? Will they throw shit yes. at her because they love her? Oh well, yeah. Um, Remember, like she fed the poor people. People cheered for her when she. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't cheering for Joffrey. They would cheer for Marjorie. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, if she would do the Walk of Atonement. Please don't cut her hair. She's beautiful. What the fuck? I think what was interesting is when she goes to see Loras, and Loras is, uh, she she tells him, you know, he sent me here to break you. I think it was the opposite. I think he sent her in there. For Loris to break her. Because you could tell so shitty seeing her brother in such a broken state. So I think it was like a reverse thing. Like it wasn't in there to to talk him down and be like, you need to do this. You need to atone for your sins. It was more like, look at how we've, look what we've done to your brother. And it's up to you to save him if you just confess. What do you think is going to happen with, uh, with Marjorie and with Loris? Is she going to give in or is she? I think she might think of doing it but i don't think she i think she she might think of it yeah but at the very last second i think they're gonna save him which is where they have the the, the small council meeting i think i think, I think olena has a gonna die I, yeah I, like yeah on, i believe it was like episode two that i was telling you guys like i i think that she's gonna go see her brother and he's gonna be already dead but like to this episode we saw that he's still alive and i honestly like i know you guys like them i don't really like i don't really like every time there's scenes with them i guess this is like all after like what happened with joffrey i was like really interested in marjorie when like it was like joffrey and her but now like i'm just like every time they go to you know king's landing and it's about like the high sparrow and stuff i'm just like okay yeah, we want can, it to be over with yeah. can you kill someone already <laughs> and yeah. i was hoping this episode she would go there and like like I, they played, they played with my emotions because like he was on the ground and you couldn't see his face, and I was hoping like she goes up to him and like he looks at his face and like his face is just like super fucked up, you know, Maggots and stuff. Yeah, like, like super super fucked up. And oh then God. that's what she, that's what I was hoping for. But again, no, I, 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 I agree. He's going to die. I, I agree that that's probably maybe that could be her breaking point. Because it looks like they're torturing him, right? You think yeah. he dies in the assault? Like, because they're obviously going to fight these people. Mm-hmm. Do you think he dies in the assault? Maybe. Or maybe he kills himself. I think Lancel will. I think Lancel's going to kill him, and, like, someone's going to kill Lancel. And, like, Lady Elena probably would. <laughs> oh, fuck, yes. I wouldn't but- even mind that, dude. Fucking do it. Elena's <laughs> the best. Like, he- she brought shade again this time around, with- again, <laughs> like, against Cersei, and I was just like, Yes, I love her. I love you. Like, I love that old lady. She's so good, man. I I love her, and and a lot of people. Well, not a lot of people, but some people were like, "Why are you, you know, going with Cersei and Jamie?" And I'm like, "What if this was her plan? This is why they haven't made a move in so long." Um, I think she was. Just, she's not. She doesn't want to go to Cersei for help, but Cersei's coming to her for help. And this is. I think this is what she was waiting for because if you think about it. The, Cersei just gave the okay for the Tyrell army to come into King's Landing, so they're gonna have the Tyrell army against like what the the, the Watchers or the, the Faith Militants. The Faith Militant, right? Okay, and then I'm pretty sure they'll they're gonna defeat them. I'm pretty. Yeah. Sure. This is a guy. Th- these are guys with like some random ass shit for weapons, and 
Not to say that's not brutal, but they don't have any combat experience, and I would I would assume that the Tyrells are gonna be okay. And once they win that, they can take King's Landing. What and makes the- me like sad and probably it's probably gonna happen is if Loras dies, there's no more Tyrells except for Mar- like there's no more of the name Tyrell. Yeah. Like Marjorie's already like married, and we like we if the if the prophecy is true, then Tommen's gonna die. Meaning yeah. Marjorie's probably not gonna have a kid. Meaning the Tyrells are gone. Not not if her dad cracks up a, a little dude, you know. <laughs> there's always a way. I don't know. Maybe it's... she'll get pregnant real quick. I don't know. We'll see. Where there's a willy, there's a way. You know. What I mean? Oh my yeah, god. Like, yeah. See, that, <laughs> I think to that's. There. I think that's gonna be an interesting thing right now of King's Landing. Like, where is it gonna go after this? But at least in this episode, we got shit done. Like, there's an alliance, and we kind of know the game plan. So finally, yeah. we're, we're done with all this one-on-one high sparrow yeah. bullshit. You know, I he was interesting, and now I'm just like, you, you, you gotta go, man. Yeah, like, it, I feel like it was like, yeah, going on for too long. And I think you're right. Like that, that's actually like one thing that made me feel really good about it. Like that they were like, okay, so we got this plan. Like you know, the small console and, and Cersei and and Jamie. Like that made me feel really good about the episode. Like okay. Okay, I understand that this is like being dragged on, but now you've given me a reason to look forward to the next episode where hopefully, you know, these guys get wrecked. Because I feel like that's what's been missing lately. There's been a lot of politics in Game of Thrones and not enough of getting people getting wrecked. And that's like what Lardo There's a lot was of saying. politics, not enough bloodshed. I want to see people die. That's what Lardo was saying. Like, I feel like in the next two episodes, there are going to be a lot of people like, you know, dropping like flies left and right and that's really awesome in my opinion i just even want to though o- like even though osha died mm-hmm. this episode but i think I mean, what it is is a battle is you that- want a battle you want some some fighting i guess yeah which is when the russian roulette to start already shooting people which is yep. when to start which is when to see who's gonna die next i i get easy's point of view it's like we've seen people die but not any of the big fishes so we want to see like who's gonna fall next i'm down for the high sparrow to die soon that'd be really great makes Evelyn, me sad because you kind of like, like what was pope. what was your um oh i what's... was gonna say i think most of the politics i mean and rightly so is surrounded in or just contained in king's landing and you see everyone else like in the different areas are getting killed like osha in the north oh uh, like i i would say that that's that's not the case though because we still have marine and their politics uh, that's so annoying but then you have the sons <laughs> of the harpy killing people yeah at least that that's something but like we're gonna see a lot of bloodshed you know it like the the, the preview for the next episode like the capital is gonna get shit like happening like it's gonna get real mm-hmm mm. like it's like we're having a mini war with the Faith Milton versus um, the Tyrell army. And we're going to get a huge war in the north that we got to like get ready for. Like there's, there's going to be war everywhere. I'm yes. More bloodshed, please. I'm going for the bastard bull. Johnny boy is my man. Juanito de las Nieves. <laughs> Juanito de las Nieves. You're killing me. <laughs> that's how we, call, that, uh, can tell you, that's how, that's how we call him. The Latino, the Hispanics, we, we joke here in Mexico, people who are actually following Game of Thrones, they call him Juanito de las Nieves. They're like, he's my bastard, Juanito de las Nieves. I mean for him. I started laughing when I heard that. I'm like, oh, bueno, Jon Snow, Juanito de las Nieves. He's my man. <laughs> he's the bastard bull, man. You guys haven't seen the poster for the meme? Yes. 
Where uh -huh. they put the two of them. I just put that one on Facebook and I was like, Juanito de las Nieves is my man. And everybody started laughing, but we call him like that as a joke. But yeah, a lot of people are rooting for Jon Snow, but uh, I don't know why I have a bad feeling about this. Maybe he right? will lose. You have it. There's like this bad feeling. You know, like as like you you think to yourself, they can't kill him again. He's already died. Like his death flag is cleared. You know, <laughs> like not only with the <laughs> watch, but like the rest of the show, his death flag is cleared. Like he already died. He doesn't have to die again. But like in my gut, I feel like he's just gonna die. We used our revive already. There's no yeah. more. I'm no sorry. More Phoenix Downs. Phoenix Downs. Uh, who yeah. knows? The Red Witch might have a surprise underneath her sleeve. That woman is freaky. And the, well, here's a, oh, sorry. Go okay, ahead. here's the thing. What? No, I was just gonna say that they can't tell us that a guy in season two got brought back like six or nine times. I, I don't remember what it was. And Jon Snow only gets once. Well, maybe Melisandre only had one Phoenix now. She hasn't gone to shop yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This is why you stock up, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, so we've we've talked about the politics in the capital. So let's just talk about the politics of Marine really quickly. Yay. Where <laughs> your yay was very tired. Where um, we have Tyrion Lannister, who's like gonna take the diplomatic approach with the masters of Astapor, Volantis, and um, basically Slavers Bay. And he he's compromising, saying that slavery is not gonna return to Marine, but that the other cities are gonna give get seven years to end the practice of slavery with compensation for the slaveholders in exchange for them cutting off support to the Sons of the Harpy. And the freedmen of Marine are super pissed off that, that they're making peace and they ask Grey Worm and Misande what they think. And all like Grey Worm's like, if there's a chance for peace, they should take it. And Misande says she doesn't trust them, but she directly quotes Tyrion saying, We make peace with our enemies, but not our friends. And afterwards, Grey Worm, Misande, and Tyrion get into kind of an argument about what happened. And Grey Worm ends saying, You will not use them. They will use you. That is what they do. Like, if if we're gonna go into like, I like the the politics that's going on in Marine because it reminds me of like the Civil War and like how Abraham Lincoln tried to form treaties with the South before going. Like, he didn't want war, so he's he was trying to find ways around like well maybe like you can keep your slaves for like such and such or like with this documentation and it just it failed in the end and i'm thinking we're gonna see the same thing in marine with him trying to make up this and like but the masters of astapor like are just not gonna take it they're, they're gonna try and betray him again and one of the strongest lines in this part was just kind of like how many days were you a slave and he says long enough to know but she's like not long enough for you to understand I like I I love this part. I, I I'm looking forward to the shit show that's going to happen in Marine. I think it's, I, I like it because Tyrion he knows a lot. He's been through a lot. He reads a lot. He knows this. Um, but I like how we're getting the the perspective of the slaves. But I do want to say that I know they're giving Tyrion a lot of hate, and it's it's not misplaced at all because they were slaves like their entire lives until Daenerys came. But um. Daenerys pretty much like made them go cold turkey with slavery with abolishing it and 
we know how that works. I mean, you can compare that to going on a diet. And if you quit cold turkey, I mean, I guess you could say that's the best way to go. But I think the best way is to slowly get your get there. Slowly start eating well instead of like, oh, I'm gonna have a salad today. But you know, that's just it doesn't work that way. You <laughs> got you got slavery to a diet. No, hey, like the she got a really she got a really good point. Think about but, it. It's like yeah. someone who had a brothel and they were used to have prostitutes to make money, and you wanna take the prostitutes away right away. How that person gonna make money in the brothel? It's kind of the same thing for the slavers. Yeah, it's you got a lifestyle change in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I know seven years is a lot. I mean, he could have said five years, but he's trying to reel them in, and it's not so much that they're gonna agree to it. He's trying to find a way to stall time until Daenerys gets there. And I don't think that, that's why, uh, in the end, Missandei and Grey Worm kind of like go with it because, well, Daenerys chose him to advise her. And I don't know shit about politics. And politics is different from war. And I like that Tyrion says that. Thank you. you. Know, yeah, yeah, I know, I, you go ahead, Izzy. You can take That's it. exactly what I wanted to say. Like, I feel like I understand. Like, the hate is like what Priscilla said. Like, oh, like, I've been slave a couple of days, but you, you know, I know what it is. You don't understand that. He doesn't need to understand it. He only needs to understand the politics of of these people. He knows how to deal with people, and that's all that's need to know. Like I feel really like it like angers me when like these people that have been slaves forever are trying to get into all this politics, which they don't know crap about because they've been slaves forever. You know, so like I hate that they're trying to like play play them like like they're smart about what they're doing or they're talking about but Tyrion knows his shit Tyrion knows what he's doing and i'm pretty sure like and i'm pretty sure it's gonna bite him in the ass because i'm pretty sure daenerys is gonna come back and she's gonna be like well i didn't want this i don't want seven years it's gotta stop it now you know and and that and Tyrion's gonna be like well this is the best course of action and again, it goes back to the same problem that I have with Daenerys in that entire Marine arc that like nobody really knows. Like the one old dude that was giving her really good advice is dead, you know, and like Jorah is was gone. And they were all like, I mean, we have Varys and Tyrion now, but like nobody like Daenerys really doesn't listen. She wants to do her things her way and it doesn't really work out in the grand scheme of things because she's naive to politics because she doesn't know anything about she's brute forcing her way through everything and similar to Missande and and Grey Worm that's what Grey Worm that's what Grey Worm wants to do he I'm just, just going to counter that with her brute force politics having worked before to like sway the Dothraki with her stuff with her brute force tactics in this very same episode working like so but that was she, a brute force. That was actually very legitimately thought through. I mean, like, she thought through what happened. And she used the example of something that has already happened with the Tothraki. Mm-hmm. Where she came out through the fire and they praised her as a god. Like, she, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, she is being meticulous now. In the, later in this episode, she's being meticulous. But before that, it was just brute forcing and kind of like things landing on her lap and not being being very smart about what she's actually doing or like thinking about the consequences. And this is where Tyrion comes in, in a sense, where like he's planning things out. He's laying groundwork for whatever he's doing. And I feel like, oh, like they say, like, oh, seven years is a long time, like to, for a slave. Yes, but in seven years, 
if everything goes correctly, there won't be any more slavery. It's so, better. Like, it's better that than nothing. In the long up, run, yeah. whatever Tyrion is doing is the better plan. And I just feel like Daenerys is gonna come back, and she's gonna be like, "Fuck that! Fuck you! Fuck everybody!" And that it is just it's like one step See, forward, two steps back. It's either or, that or go ahead. Sorry. Well, playing devil's advocate though, like seven years is a long time, and, and you're like, but in the long run, it helps. But speaking of it, like as like protecting your people. Seven years is going to be mean a lot of slaves like dying, a lot of like people, like your people dying, and you, one of your names is called the Breaker of Chains. Like, you can't honestly just give people time to like to to change and expect them to honor their decisions when they haven't honored anything like at all. Like they didn't even honor when you got married to one, like to one of them. Like it's just no, like. I personally like if she comes and she's like she wrecks shit and she's like no I don't want this like I would agree with her. Like, I think I think uh, there's two ways that she could go about this. She can either be like no that's not what I said, or Tyrion's gonna be like well yeah you or no no I'm sorry or she's gonna be like well my way didn't work. Let's do it. What's done is done. And I think that that needs to be a way because what other way is there to get rid of slavery? Like I said, she went cold <laughs> turkey. And she did the, and I think one of the things I don't mind, and I'm, I kind of agree with, is uh, Danny's very much eye for an eye. That's how she started off when she went into Marine. Like, uh, she remember she what did she crucified or not crucified, but like, yeah, she hung all the masters. But then uh, that guy comes pleading for his dad, and he's like, my dad didn't own any slaves, or my dad was good, you know, stuff like that. And I think was it Barristan or Jora that told her to show mercy to that one guy that betrayed her. That, mm-hmm. that, was it Barristan? Yeah, see, Barristan, yeah. see, that is what she's going to learn from Varys and Tyrion. The first thing Tyrion does when he advises her is to let Jorah live. And look what happened. I think Daenerys is going to grow from this. I think she will. Because we. This is, what, this is what we're doing with her. We're growing with her. It's growing pains. I will be disappointed if she comes back and she's all like... You know, like, but she is young. But she is young, and it's one of the reasons again that people didn't like Sansa either. People forget that these people are young. Danny is um, as old as John, and all she's been given is that you have the right name, and it's yours. So what are you gonna do with it? But she still has compassion. She has empathy, and those will get her to become a really good leader. But we'll see how she handles the slavery thing because I don't know how you can get rid of something. Um, so quickly. I mean, and then you said Priscilla about the Abraham Lincoln thing. Well, yeah. And then what happened after was there, there was a civil war. So that's probably what's going to end up happening. Yeah. If that's where George R. R. Martin is pulling from, or Dan, or the the, the writers. I'm sorry. Um, then it, there's going to be a war. And yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking that there's going to be a war on three sides of it, and maybe we're not going to get the war um, of Marine this season, but we're going to see it at some point. Like well, it's not you guys, you guys are missing one point. Daenerys just gained a huge army. Yeah. Do you think she's gonna be on Tyrion's Tyrion side of like, okay, let's wait seven years. Uh-uh. That's what I, that's what she I has a lot of manpower now. She's that's gonna be like, you, she's gonna be like, you know what? Your way doesn't work for me. We're gonna crush them. And she's gonna go to war. And the slaves gonna support her. And Grey Worm gonna support her. So it's gonna hell gonna break loose, and I agree. 
this season is gonna be about them going to war, the North going to war. It's gonna be awesome, though. Yeah. Well, that's true. I did. I did uh, forget about the the army. I like that though. We needed more men. Bring it in. I don't care as long as as long as Daenerys just grows. I'm okay with that. I like watching her, like like in this episode, fucking okay. own that shit. So get into that, Priscilla. Get Another thing. Right. I'm just gonna like summarize it super quick so we can talk about it. So we we start up with like Dario, Naharis, and Jorah Mormont. They finally make it to Vaistothrak. And they they plan to go in, so they drop off their weapons. And Dario f sees finally that Jorah has grayscale, but like it brushes past this. And we see them get inside Vaisathrak, and two Dothraki men figure out that they're not merchants. So they quickly just kill it and cover it up. And um, Daenerys is in uh, the Doshkalin, and she hears the story of one of the. Khaleesi's Lazarine and they all of the Khaleesi's are like the oldest one is telling her that they, they hope that she stays because um, life can be a whole bunch worse with, like if, if she doesn't and she she kind of like ignores it and goes out goes outside and there Daria and Jorah catch up to her and Daenerys tells them like no like we, I can't just leave I have a plan so the Kalarves Ven happens. It's the meeting where all the Kalasars get together, and they dismiss like uh, the the really weird deaths that happen, and they're just kind of like it, it doesn't matter. Like I was an idiot, and they bring in Daenerys to discuss what she what's going to happen. And some say well, we should we should rape her. Others say like we should sell her. And one of them's like we should keep her as a Doshkalin. But she lets them know that Cal Drogo promised me to take over Restoros, and they disagree. But um, she says one of like one of my favorite lines that you are small men, none of you are fit to lead the, the Dothraki, but I am, so I will. And they laugh and they threaten to rape her and they refuse to serve. But she says you're not gonna serve, you're gonna die. She burns down the temple of the Doshkalin. And all the Kalasars, and she just emerges unburnt, and everybody in Vaistothrak starts bowing to her because they they see her as a god. And I'm like, well, this trick worked the first time. I guess it worked again. Like this was like a parallel to to season one with that, but like on a bigger scale. And I I want to point out that Dario this episode was a fucking asshole. I liked him a lot, <laughs> but man, he was just a jerk. Like I don't understand. Like, I mean, yeah, Jorah's gonna be, what, the Lord of the Friend Zone, but, man, at least he's not an asshole. Like, holy shit. Like, Dar I don't like think Dario, he can like, ride the dragon. He yeah, I was like, I was like, wow. But uh, to bring to your point, Priscilla, about how everyone's like, oh, my gosh, she's a god and they're buying. Look at Dario. I don't think Dario, Dario wasn't there in season one. So he's never seen this shit. And I like that when he sees it, he's like, oh, fuck, I better get on my knees. I'm like, <laughs> His damn right. Instantly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, fuck. I know. <laughs> oh, man. He got a scare, man. He was like freaking out. The other guy doesn't care because the other guy, I think he already knows that the yeah. can actually walk through fire unharmed. Mm -hmm. But the other guy didn't know. It was funny. His reaction, everybody kneeling. Those cool yeah, yeah, after it's, being an asshole all fucking episode. It's killing me, though, because the book isn't going to be the same as this, because R.R. Mm -hmm. Martin has already said before that, like, the her surviving the fire 
was just like one magical moment that she's not immune to flames that and we've seen in the books before that she's gotten burnt and i guess in the like they're departing completely from the books already by like saying that like no she's a targaryen like a true one and they don't like, like they're it. not affected by fire i like it more and i'm show. just kind of like yeah uh, like it makes more sense for the show like it's, it's think, different now yeah and they were building up to it because if you guys remember in the pilot you know, they, they kept hinting how they made, like, where, where it's her first scene with her and she has to go in the bath. And uh, the maid's like, no, it's really hot. And she goes in there and it doesn't matter. And then she's testing herself when she's already with the Dothraki holding uh, holding the eggs or holding stuff that's burnt. And, you know, like, it was building up. And then this was, like, total confirmation that uh, she, she doesn't get burnt at all. And for the show, that's really awesome. It's like a magical element of like the Targaryens but like the true ones you know not like I, her brother or I, someone I told me that like we've already had a rebirth of Jon Snow in ice and now we've had a rebirth of Daenerys in fire yeah. and I'm like oh, a song of fire and ice oh my god this is beautiful you, you're you so smart I, all the points I wish to that you. like she would like uh, <laughs> this is like just me like being like uh, I guess like, uh, like super fandom but like when she like I would feel like she would look super cool if somebody in her like did some research in in within the show itself, and they gave her like a cloak that was always on fire, so she was like she's never harmed by it. She's just on fire all the time. Oh my I'm, god! Like, like a sunfire cape. Oh my god! Nobody nobody could be around her. She she would Dude, turn around, so turn around and get someone off her. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> she burns her house down. Oh my god! Fix it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. Um, <laughs> but speaking to that, like, um, uh, to her, like, I guess now she has a huge army into what, like, Laura said, mentioned earlier, like, how, like, she's not going to have, like, Tyrion shit. Like, as I mentioned before, like, this is why I feel like, like, Tyrion, I feel like Tyrion could lay down some groundwork for, like, also, like, to, like, get those masters to... To have like uh, that uh, false sense of security, and if they do go to war, then they're gonna be like, "Well, we had to deal with you," and you know they'd be really surprised for Daenerys to just like show up with a massive army of like the Fraki and horses and just more horses because they don't know how to swim. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like afraid of water. You know. She's already fucked over the masters once before by selling her dragon and then burning the shit out of the town and taking the slaves anyway. Her being like, you know what? That that plan that you had for seven years, no, I, I don't give a shit. Like, th that would fall completely in line with what she's done before. I, I'd be fine with that if, if, um, if that was like, obviously that's not the plan, but like, if Tyrion sees that she has this massive army and that it's not like she he sees that like okay well I already laid like I said this groundwork where they had the the masters have this um, false sense of security and she leads them into that then this could be like just the one fell swoop she gets rid of everything you know but I don't want it to be where where it's like no I'm not gonna do that this way because I want to do it you know I hate when she does that. I hate, like I want more of the Daenerys we saw that episode. Of where it's like, do you trust me? I have a plan, pretty much. 
and then she's like she goes out and she stands there with her fucking pride being super cocky and being like you know you guys you guys you guys fucking suck like all of you i'm i'm the best and then like they get mad and she has just this plan she knows that she's gonna get away with and we're all made aware of it as it's happening and i feel that that's that's good writing you know she uses the environment she uses like she already like we've already, like Brittany said. There's already been like build up to like the fact that she's invulnerable to fire, like that's awesome that she's using her brain, her features, her environment to get what she needs to get what she wants, and that's like her being smart and not being like I'm just gonna do it this way, and then like can somebody help me because I don't know how to do it. You know, <laughs> I hate that about her. But if they do more of this for her, that's great. You know what I mean? Like that's what I, I love. I we're love on a good this. pathway. Yeah, I think we this, are. This episode, I was like, Daenerys, you won me over. Whatever you want, I'm I'm your man. <laughs> I'm wow, your man. like wow, this, two in one, two in one. Yeah, two because you you said that about Sansa, and now you said that about Daenerys too. No, with Sansa, Sansa is different. With Sansa's like, like I'm I'm iffy with her because like again, she goes to Jon Snow and she's like. Are we gonna like take the north? And I'm like, Sansa, you don't even have a plan, Sansa. What the fuck are you thinking? You know, I was literally sitting in front of my computer, like, you don't even know what the fuck you're doing. And then when I saw Daenerys, he's like, okay, you know what the fuck you're doing. Damn, girl. Damn, girl. Hot <laughs> like bling, girl. <laughs> oh, God. No. So <laughs> oh, my God. But I see good things for this. And I, I, w- with the dragon fire happening with Jorah bowing, like a part of me was just kind of like, stick your hand in there. I totally think dragon fire is what like heals like your stupid like the 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 stone like illness that he has on his hand. Like I, I'm worried about him. Like in this episode, like he's he was tired when he was walking, and he couldn't even take on like the 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 guy in the fight. Like he couldn't even fight dirty because he failed at that too. Like I I'm feel worried like- about him. I feel like Dario's gonna be a little shit and tattletale on him. Paris. After the way he acted this episode, I feel like he might do that. You know, I I feel I feel I you, not. Brittany, with Dario, but like Dario also has like like uh, he's obviously in love with Daenerys. Oh like, yeah, but like, I mean, if if there's a guy who had Daenerys is like she like Daenerys like super loyal to him, like super trustworthy to him. And you know that he's like this great warrior. I mean, like, put yourself in that in her, his shoes in that time period. Like, obviously, you're gonna feel a bit like. Well, I don't fuck. know. Well, I don't know. It's just because he's Jorah's been with her forever, but she's never been with Jorah. Like, it's the, that we've already established it's an unrequited love. It's just it's not gonna work. So Dario was just being a little bitch and a little insecure bitch. Like, it's really weird because Dario is. The, it is basically what you would want in, I guess, a fantasy uh, medieval time thing. A really good um, swordsman, whatever, weapon, master guy, assassin. Really, <laughs> really, really sexy, you know? And to be honest, out of all the, the people that advise her, usually Dario's advice is pretty fucking bad. Like, She's I okay, that could be actually I, I can actually agree with you. The one time he said, you know, let me go do my thing, let me go assassinate people for you, and Jorah tells her, Don't do that, give him a way out, and she changes her mind for Jorah. So maybe you're right. 
Maybe he has no, something to be she afraid of. No, she just used him twice to, to come, like, to come back to her, like, to forgive mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see, like, this last time, like, work. And, like, I kind of wish, like, hope that he dies, cause, like, but he dies in servitude of her and that she's, like, I forgive you. Like, like I think she already did, you. like, but without saying it, like, she, she took his hand. Yeah. Like, I think, I think it's unspoken. But I think to hear it would be very, very. Su- I've always liked Jora. I, 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 I do yeah. like him. You like the Lord of the Friend Zone. I do. Yeah, I feel so oh, bad sure. for him. But, but yeah. the Lord of the Friend Zone is awesome, dude. I mean, he's a role model for all of us who have been on the Friend Zone. So yeah, you gotta he, meet. He, that guy. He, he has a determination, man. True I mean. loyalty. True loyalty. Exactly. Even he got I rejected. I will be like, fuck that there. bitch. If I got rejected like he did, I will, I will be like, fuck that bitch. He can die for a while. I care. And That's I will walk the around. point, though. He can't go for another bitch, pussy. which is why he's always like going like on her tail. But like, I, I love, I love that though. That Dario like teased him the entire episode, and Jora didn't even punch him. Like. That's so awesome. You didn't like, get I, disciplined much as a child, did you? Like I know. I, <laughs> he was just really snarky, and I'm like, this is gonna be really good once Daenerys gets back to Marine and she has all her advisors and everything. Like it's, it's. I, I foresee good things, like you said, Priscilla. It's you gonna know, be good in Marine. Her small council is just a bunch of snarky assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Varys, fucking Tyrion, Jorah, and like fucking this guy Dario. They're all just snarky assholes. Man. This. Well, she has Varys now too, so Tyrion and Varys together are just like the best. Almost yeah. as good as Varys and Littlefinger. Those two are like catty gay men together and I love it. It's funny. Oh, yeah, I loved I, I loved it when Varys and Littlefinger were like sniping at each other and like now Oh yes. But, like And the masters too. So you know, and if we speak about the council, the council is made up of two slaves, an assassin, a traitor. Uh, what was it? A dwarf and then a eunuch. So it's like her council is a, full of really interesting people. But so, you know what's actually pretty cool really now awesome. that you mention that? Like each individual within her council is of a unique background with mm-hmm. a bunch of different perspectives. And now if we compare that to like the council in in, in uh, uh, King's Landing, all of them are like these highborn dudes mm-hmm. that have been doing the same shit forever. So I feel like that gives her an edge. Like, an edge when it comes to like you have a person that's a master, you know, master at arms. You have a person that's good at war, which is Yoda. You know, uh, Jora. He's really good at war. He knows. He understands war. And then you have like a great tactician with Tyrion, a great master of whispers. Like she has like a really good counsel when you like get down and you think about it. You know, it's it's actually pretty cool. And it's then interesting that that the battles are different that in the capital it's a battle of, of like rich people versus poor people and in marine it's like a battle between like poor people versus rich people but the difference is the councils are different whereas Ataman only has a whole bunch of rich people to like guide him Daenerys has like both sides of the table and Make she's still like well, if you just let Olena be in charge of everything I think we're good but yeah I agree she I think be the fucking queen regent I know, I know. I I hope this lady just like fucking turns it turns on them. I think she's gonna trap them with King's Landing. But yeah, da- I th- I foresee good things with Danny. Danny's gonna go far, and she will learn from her mistakes. But she's still growing. We forget she's like what 18, 20? not even maybe even younger than that. I don't know what the age is when she got married to Drogo in season one. 
I think she was 14 when she got married to Dragon. So right now she will be maybe like 17 or 18. Barely. Yeah, so we got we got her up in the in the in the series though. So yeah, in the book she's like she's like 17. Like it and in, in yeah. the series in the TV series it looks like she's 17. Yeah, because in the book like she's 20, 13. 21 yeah, now. yeah, whatever Jon Snow is, she is because they're supposed to be born at the same time, I believe, with Rapu around there. So that makes sense. One like one of the throwaway lines too was just kind of like the the cow being like you trusted a sorceress like a fool your baby's dead because of you and so it's called Drogo. Oh, oh. I was just like, you know, harsh but true. Like those are all mistakes that she fucking made. Like yeah. it's her own fucking fault. Also, have you guys gotten that feeling that like Tyrion is just like making shit up left and right? Yes. <laughs> like, every three times he talks, he's just like, well, yeah, because of this and like. This. <laughs> He's just like making shit. He's just a fucking bullshitter. He's just making bullshit up. He's like, but yeah, so man. good at it. Too. Yeah, but I'm smart, dude. I'm just making bullshit up, man. <laughs> oh, Easy. Yeah. If we ever play the Game of Thrones, man, you're gonna be my counselor. Fuck yeah. You will be like my Tyrion way, but with chingles of holes. That will be <laughs> you, man. But I'm married. <laughs> I know you're married, dude, but you will get hot, hot holes. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant the hose were for you. I thought no! he want to sleep with them because Regina will kill me, but Laura, he can I'll, bring I'll, the good ones. I'll be your master of coin, Laura. Hell yeah, you'll be the wingman. I found master that funny coin. that he got hose for the slave masters. I He's like, forgot about that. Yeah, I was like, it made me laugh because when I see the girls coming in like a present, I'm like, this motherfucker. It's like, he knows where to hit the, those guys. Because if That's you think Tyrion's about good. yeah. Yeah, because he loves hoes. So if you think about it. Because <laughs> he's a man. In, yeah, the, in, in, in Westeros. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it in that timeline where you see Game of Thrones, who doesn't love hoes? Most of the guys are always fucking hoes on that TV show. If you yes. think about it. That's true. That's true. Okay. So I think like we wrapped up everything in like the North and Esos and Westeros. So for every chapter in our journey through Esos and Westeros, uh, we owe the Iron Bank of Bravos a debt and we always pay our debts. So to do so, we give our favor towards each show and coin, be it one golden dragon or ten. So how many was this episode worth to you? And I'm going to start with Evelyn. I'm going to have to give it a 7 out of 10. <gasps> Why? Why 7? Because, I mean, it was very uplifting, but there wasn't, like, awesome stuff that happened, really. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff, but, like, you watch Game of Thrones to watch fucked up shit, basically. <laughs> and there wasn't fucked up shit in this episode. Ramsay killed... Osha, but it's like he does that on like on a daily basis almost I would say like he just stabs people I would assume so it wasn't anything like when you know the gold crown thing like I'm, I'm expecting something to happen and it just everything furthered the plot there was some nice moments but there was a lack of violence Evelyn 2016 impressed me more <laughs> impressed me more <laughs> Ramsey Snow <laughs> God damn it. Izzy. Okay. How many coins do you give it? I give it 8 out of 10 Golden Dragons. Mainly because I feel that this episode really 
like what you know reeled me in in the sense that like um the characters that i felt like i didn't like i'm starting to enjoy now so as a, as a package like i'm enjoying game of thrones a little bit better because now i have more to look forward to instead of just like i have my little pack of people that i enjoy like john snow or, or you know like Tyrion, where i wait for him like every sunday to be like oh man what are they gonna do next now i like i have something to look forward to with like sansa or daenerys and seeing what they're planning so it has more threads for me to be interested in and not just be like oh my god here we are again and sparrow queen's landing like who cares about this queen's landing i mean king's landing but but yeah i feel like i'm more interested in the show now because i like more people so that's why i give it eight out of ten Okay, so Laura, we got some Juanito de los Nieves scenes. So, what did you, what do you give this show, this episode? I was gonna give it at eight, but I give it a nine. Why? Because it was more than I actually expected it to be. From the north, I like what happened. Yeah, actually, I used to hate Sansa, and I'm on the same boat as Easy. Right now, I give her the benefit of doubt. She's not my favorite one, but I don't hate her that much. I like the part of. Uh, the whole development on the episode, like what happened on finally that they're going to go against the High Sparrow. That's, I think, that's the main reason why I give it a nine, because I'm actually fed up of that guy. So finally, they're going to go kill him and shut the hell up of that guy. I got to see Marjorie. I got to see the brother alive. So that that was a big question I had, like if the guy was alive or not. So for me, that was awesome. They finally cleared that one for me. But I know he's going to die anyways. I highly doubt he's going to survive. Marjorie, she'll make it, but I don't think that guy will make it. And I like the part that they finally do something with Daenerys. She's one of my favorite ones, and it was so boring. It kept dragging off, dragging off, dragging off since last season. So finally, we get to see something interesting. So I give it a nine, though. Okay. Especially because uh, the only thing that killed it for me, I didn't get to see Arya. Oh. I wanted to see her. I totally forgot about her, too. So you just mentioned it right now? <laughs> yeah. So, Brittany, last one. What score do you give it? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Laura and give it a nine out of ten. Yeah. Uh, it was, dude. This episode was so fucking good. Like, what what makes a ten for me is probably a big battle and then probably a really good twist with it. Like, that's what makes it a ten a ten for me, a ten out of ten. But the nine out of ten is awesome because I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's like an undertone of like the siblings, uh, the the younger the daughters. Uh, telling their brothers to fucking not be little pussies. Marjorie told Laura not to be a pussy. Sansa told John not to be a pussy. And Yara told Theon not to be a pussy. Like, it was like, don't be a pussy 2016. Well, not literally 2016 for them, but... Um, I loved it. it everybody... The, everyone's doing their, their alliances. We're going somewhere. King's Landing, alliance. Yara and Theon are back together. He wants her to be queen or take over the Iron Islands, he's backing her in the King's Moot. Awesome. John and Sansa, they're going to go after the North. Ramsay being a little dick. I like it. And Daenerys fucking turn, turning shit up. You Get know? turned. Get turned, bro. It's time. <laughs> so I, I give it the same score that you two give it. I give it a 9 out of 10. Just because you know that this is a setup episode, but it's mm-hmm. setting up so many good things, and it wasn't boring to me and I again I liked this more 
then I liked the Jon Snow coming back alive, and I mm. I loved that ending with her stepping out of the fire, and I the loved music, the music, the score, like oh, this was Goosebumps. all about like strong, like the like the women, like as as much as like it's like such a cliche to be like oh my god it's powerful women, but like Marjorie holding her own, and Daenerys finally doing something, and Sansa finally like asking for forgiveness and being better and everything about this was like strong and it's set like good wars that are about to happen and again like i completely give 10 out of 10 like episodes that change my mindset like like the weddings the red wedding or the purple wedding but like yeah so this is this gets a 9 out of 10 not necessarily like a ton and we we all agreed that like the first episode of the season was set up and everybody gave it like a 7 out of 10. I feel like this was the same thing, but like three steps ahead of that. Like better. Better setup. Better stakes. You know, like it's it's just better. So 9 out of 10. Hell yeah. Okay. So I will, I will only give an episode 10 out of 10 when I see Brienne and Truman get together. That's just, <laughs> that's why I gave it a 9 out of 10. I forgot to mention that. Though. Yo, that's, that's, that's setup though. Oh, I love it. Two looks and it's enough for it to be an entire dude, like romantic Yeah, setup. dude. It was like fandom went crazy with that. Like it's super crazy though. There's all I, these yeah. things everywhere. Okay. It, it, this reminded me of like that uh, the movie uh uh with Rob Schneider, the male gigolo. <laughs> where where he's like super tiny and then like that super tall ladies walk around the street and you hear that man in the back where he says, That's a big bitch. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I felt like he's gonna walk dead into the wall and he's like camp and you're just gonna hear that's a big bitch man, man. but Tormund's like that's my big bitch yeah, or man. she will be my big bitch <laughs> that's my lady man I like I like him so I, then I, Jamie and Tormund I mean Jamie and Tormund wow. uh, so Brienne and Tormund instead of Brienne and Jamie I, pr- I, I prefer this I am all for that I, I ship that yes. me too I agree so okay, I, with you guys. I actually kind of want her and Jamie, but I know it's not going to happen. Oh, not because no. not because of their blonde hair or anything, just to spite <laughs> Cersei because she's such <laughs> a bitch. That's like true. he he never stopped caring for her, and she's like, no, no, you know, it's changed. You took too long. He's like, I was, I was a prisoner. <laughs> what did he want me to do? And she's like, no, you you took too long, and she was a dick about it. So. I totally wish that he and Brienne would have gotten together and then Cersei would have been like jealous as fuck and it'd been like, ha, you stupid bitch, stop being an asshole and bad things would stop happening to you. No, I still remember her being like, he's like a brother to me and just looks at her. Like, you you know that that was a subtle burn and I love it. Like, I, I wanted them to get together only because Cersei's poisonous, but like, just because she is like he's already under her sway and it's not like she's going to cause his death and she's going to be the last of the Lannisters to die like it's 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 it's, I I'm calling it now like so I don't want her to be with somebody who's going to die so torment all the way come on like yeah also it wouldn't work out with like Brienne and Jamie because you need two hands to handle that woman oh Oh my my god (laughs) girl yeah. Hey, she's she's bigger than the dragon. Mm-hmm. If they can ride the dragon, imagine riding that horse. Just saying. <laughs> you are awful. She's like a wild stallion, man. Just think about it. She's big. Better than, than Hitting that is gonna take skills. 
<laughs> not that easy. Well, Torment <laughs> the bear, so I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Brittany, in this episode, leading us through the Seven Kingdoms, you win the Game of Thrones or you die. So, who is your most valued player? Oh, man. I'm gonna. I hope I don't steal anybody's, but I'm gonna go with Ramsey. Why? Yeah, because Jon Snow's like, I don't want to do anything. Then Ramsey sent a fucking threat. He's like, okay, I'm gonna do something. So that's all we needed, and I, I'm, I'm down with it because I was wondering what, what, who, or what was it gonna take for Jon Snow to get up off his ass and and go and fight for the North, and it was Ramsey's letter. So Ramsey, MVP. Okay. So Izzy, who's your MVP? I think it's Tormund because he gave her that those sexy <laughs> eyes while eating. God damn it! You took mine. <laughs> he gave her the eyes. He was all, he was, I, I bet you 100% that in his heart he was all like, Wildly, you make my heart sing. <laughs> uh, man, he totally ate that food like, Oh, girl, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat this piece of chicken. Just like I'm going to eat you out later. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what I said. He was so creepy. <laughs> but so good at the same time. I loved it. Oh, my Dad God. was watching it, too. He was that, like, oh, okay. That part, <laughs> that part was kind of awkward if you think about it. Yeah. The way they look at the table, I was like, okay, that's yeah, when messed the other, up. When the other dude looked at him, he was like, hey, man, you fucked up, bro. You're fucked up. <laughs> Should I get out of the room? There's so much romantic yeah. tension here. Yeah, there's so tense, so much tension. And Brienne's eyes are like, like, stop staring at me. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't think she's used to someone staring at her like that. So it's nice. Yay. Like, let, let her have her, like, moment to flirt. I don't think she's, like, let's, she's let's shy. Just hope, let's just hope she doesn't end up, he doesn't end up with the lore of the friend zone. Oh, that dude, he's going to be the new lord of the friend zone. Let's dude, just I hope, I hope Brienne is like a, a, like a sundere. And she's all like, no. And then she's like. You know what yes, I mean? So good. <laughs> I love it. So good. Okay, Evelyn, who's your MVP? I'm gonna have to go. Well, I, there's two that I wish I could say, but I, I'm pretty sure someone's gonna choose the other one. So I'll go with the one that I don't think anyone will take, and it's Cersei. What? Cersei getting off of her ass and starting, you know, momentum with the, okay, we have to do something about. That's a good These one. militant, whatever, fucks. And she it's... got Lydia Lena. She got Kevin, even. She's like, what about your son, Lancel? Like, no one even thought of Lancel. She did. And she got Lydia Lena, you know, on her boat. She's like, well, no. There's no way Marjorie's going to do that. You're so, right. I mean, that, that storyline had just been sitting there and it was becoming stale and I was really just tired of it. Of Tommen just whining like, oh my god, Marjorie, I don't have her. And it's like, yes, <laughs> your mom put her there, you know. And she actually was able to, you know, get out herself. So maybe, you know, she's going to be able to get Marjorie and Loras out. Okay, so Laura, who's your MVP? Little Finger. Messed up as it sounds, little finger. You people are choosing weird ones. What? Why? Just think about a woman. Little finger gonna change the war in the north with what he's doing. Once those guys step in, Jon Snow and the wildlings, 
uh, this guy Bunton Ramsey with his people. Shit gonna get crazy in there, woman. Just think about it. I was gonna choose Daenerys, but I was like, nah, Daenerys didn't do something like really big. Littlefinger is. Because if you think about it, he's gonna change the course of that war. Everything gonna change in that war. It's gonna be pretty interesting because Littlefinger is pushing for them to support the North and take it back. So you're gonna have three factions fighting for power. You're gonna have Jon Snow and the Wildlings, you're gonna have Littlefinger, and then you're gonna have the little bastard Ramsey that we all love and hate at the same time. So think about it. It's gonna be pretty interesting though, especially with the houses and the families in the North. Who's gonna support who? You know, I'm surprised no one chose Brienne. I was gonna say Brienne or Cersei because, again, she's someone else that got shit done. You Everyone was trying Brienne. to get... So they're we're trying together get, with Tormund. <laughs> they were trying to get Sansa up to the north, but no one actually did it until Brienne's like, finally, like, okay, let's go. You know? Because everyone just was sitting on their ass. I like this episode that, you know, people got shit moving, finally. My pick isn't, like, any of those. It's Sansa. Just because she asked for forgiveness, which is something that, like... Mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect from her like I did and and I she said like I wish I could go back and change like and change and it's what everyone has has always been like complaining to her about like you fucking idiot like you should have like not done like she said it she's she's got some like self-realization like yep. about how much of a little shit she was and like that was awesome all, that was great and but the biggest thing to me is that she's been tortured by Ramsey Bolton and she knows that he's like fucked up and she knows that letter like that John stopped because it says something and like she's willing to relive it and to say it out loud like she's willing to confront it That's and I, I love that like that takes strength and mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect that from Sansa so yeah she's my favorite That's why she was a little bit more redeeming like not a little bit but she was really redeeming for me like the fact that she was kind of like you know um facing up to like basically facing up to her fears because she was tortured by such a fucking horrendous guy for a long time mm-hmm. and for her to be that strong you know that's awesome okay so and now our watch has ended join us next time for a brand new installment of the throne room visit poppychularadio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for The Throne Room and subscribe. Please like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash radio. Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Co-hosts, what do we say to the god of death? Hey. Uh, <laughs> hello. Not today. Not today. Lama okay. <laughs> Lego. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Join us every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of The Throne Room. For the night is dark and full of terrors. Good night. Oh.